0: So, just to be clear, this is my bike I'm stealing. I'm just going to look around here like a criminal. It's hard to get through. This thing is impossible to get through. Yeah. Now, see if anybody stops it. I feel like Batman's gonna come flying off a rooftop and tackle me, but unfortunately, nobody's paying attention. Welcome to episode six of Movement. That was Casey Neistat, the well-known filmmaker and YouTuber. In 2012. Casey made a film based on an old idea of his. He and his friend went around New York City and stole their own bikes on camera in different areas of town using different lock breaking methods. In broad daylight and with plenty of witnesses. The results were quite revealing. At one point, 26 people witnessed Casey's friend stealing his own bike, all just continuing on about their day. None of them said or did anything to stop him. It wasn't until Casey was using a power tool in the street for nearly 10 minutes that the police stopped him. I've got my hood up, sunglasses on. Trying to look as criminal as possible. Let me ask you, have you ever um have you ever caught someone stealing a bike before? Never and you're 10 years ago. Yes, there's one thing we can be sure about. Bikes do get stolen and people do get away with it unfortunately, especially in big cities. But what can you do about it? And what should we absolutely not do? Well first things first you need a bike lock. And what type of lock should that be? Is there a best way to lock my bike? And should I keep anything else in mind? We spoke to designer and co-founder of UK-based lock brand HipLock, Ben Smith, to hear what he had to say. This is Movement. I'm your host, Thomas Slater.
1: Hi, my name's Ben Smith. I'm one of the co-founders of Hip Lock Bicycle Locks.
0: Could you give us some pointers then on how and how not to lock a bike in a city, please?
1: Sure, yes. I mean, in terms of uh, an urban environment um, and in general, really, what you're essentially looking to do is make your bicycle as awkward as possible for the thief to, to steal. Um, and, although it sounds terrible, you're you're really looking to make your uh, bike more awkward to steal than somebody else's. So, for example, if you, you're using a, a chain lock, always try to get that chain away from the ground and lock it and wrap it in such a way that you would make it difficult for a thief to, to get the chain down to ground
2: level. A thief will often need to use his own body weight and um, the ground as
1: leverage, really, to get enough force to, to snap through the, the chain it's a D-lock, for example, always try to get the key barrel away from where the thief would be attacking to make it more awkward for him to to try and jam the the barrel open. And then in general, the less room you've got in there, uh, once it's locked up, the more awkward it is for somebody to get some kind of jack or scaffolding pole to try and leverage the lock
0: open. It's worth mentioning as well, of course, locking both wheels. As well to the frame.
1: One of the other things we always mention to people is um, really check what you're locking to. For example, you know, a rusty railing can actually be potentially more easily broken than the lock of the pike itself. And then there are other things we we know in terms of, you know, pretty cheeky things. Really, what they'll do is come come and actually cut a bicycle rack overnight, tape it up with duct tape, kind of disguise it and then wait for somebody to lock their bike to it the next day and actually just literally unravel the duct tape and, uh, and walk off with the bike. You know, So really do pay attention to to what you're locking to. Essentially anything that you don't want to go missing off that bike, make sure you either lock it down or, or take it with you. For example, we do a, a pretty cool product called the Z-Lock, which is great for um, just tying down accessories, um, locking
0: up wheels. The Z-Lock... We found that a really interesting product because it's obviously lightweight, and I suppose it's a it's a deterrent, isn't it? It's not supposed to be a super permanent lot, but it's a great deterrent, easy to carry, and we thought that might be something that would be good for perhaps road cyclists, you know, that are on their nice bike on a cafe ride and leaving it outside while they have a quick coffee, you know. Honestly,
2: that's that's
1: exactly where the uh, where the where the idea and the product came from. It just gives you that extra level you know that kind of snatch proof element when we've all done it all popped into a cafe or a toilet and we're looking over our shoulder and then we get distracted and that's that's those few seconds something like a z-lock means that you're either locking it to something or you can even use it as what we call a chain stay lock you know to, to stop the bike being able to be ridden off you know it's just that element of not feeling like you need to look over your shoulder every every two seconds which is really really
0: what other type of locks are are available on the market then and and what type of locks do you guys make please
1: sure yeah so we we really have um, a, a, a hip lock a, a pretty wide range of security uh, offerings now everything from uh, the Z lock through to something we call um, the airlock which is um, a really a product we're really, really proud of which is essentially a, like a secure Anger, which means you can store your bicycle in your apartment or your garage or outside or at the office mm-hmm. um, and perhaps get it up out of the way um, maybe above your desk or your table or just getting it out of the way so you've got more storage underneath if you look at the figures overall um, as many bikes are stolen from the house and garages in fact I think it's more I think it's around 60% now we specialize in everything from really lightweight quick pit stop security through to you know really locking your bicycles down at home and making sure they don't go anywhere from there. In terms of other lock, we innovated in the way you carry a chain lock. Um, Chain locks have a really good, um, some really good benefits in that they're quite flexible in terms of what you can lock to. You know, one minute you might want to lock to a small backpack but the next a really thick lamppost. So it gives you some good flexibility in what you can lock to. D locks are obviously perceived always as as quite strong locks, especially on the higher end. Um, They're a little bit more limited in what you can lock to. But a, a solid lock. Um, we do a range of D locks, which we we developed along the Hiploc line, which is again making them easy to carry with you, so you can clip them to a belt or a bag strap, rather than having to clip them to a bike. Um, in terms of other developments in security at the moment, there's starting to be a few people looking at how technology can help. You know, within the integration of uh, apps and phones and things, how um, how that can Aid the, the whole security issue those things obviously come with their own pros and cons in terms of connectivity battery life etc but there's quite some quite interesting things going on um, in security in general at the moment hopefully you create a product that's more appealing and therefore people are more likely to use it and therefore hopefully um, they're less likely to uh, get a bike
0: some people might say that um, they think big big expensive locks are too heavy and bulky um, do you have a response to that what would you say to that I'd say it's it, you know in some ways it's horses for courses ultimately
1: the, the, the probably in general the heavier and bulkier something is the stronger it's going to be it's all about the situation you know it's all about what's the level of risk in the area the,
0: What do you think about the the uh, myth or the um, suggestion that some people make that you should spend ten percent of the value of your bike on a lock? Do you think there's any any truth in that, and have you heard that before? I think I think the ten percent rule is, is quite a, a useful um, tool for people
1: in stores and retailers, etc. Um, but honestly, you know, in terms of what bikes cost nowadays and the value you can get. I would actually always say, look, you know, spend the most money you can on a lock, really. ten um, percent is a is a pretty good guideline but at the end of the day, um, if you've got a if you've got a two hundred and fifty pound bike that you rely on to get you to A and B in an urban environment, twenty five pounds doesn't buy you a whole lot of lock. You know, do I want the hassle of walking home because I only spend, you know, and a lot versus if I'd spent 40, 50, 60 pounds um, you know my my
0: bike's more, far more likely to be there when I when I come back to it Anything you'd just like to add?
1: I, as a general rule, would just encourage everybody that's out there in the road whether in the car or a bike just to, to chill a little bit and you know try and everyone get on <laughs> and make sure you've got your bike up when you get there
0: London Fix Gear Forum, a place to buy and sell bikes, find out what's happening in the London cycling scene and debate the minutia of the two-wheel culture. For years it has had an entertaining and somewhat educational thread, its name, Ways Not to Lock Your Bike. Woe betide any active forum anger whose bike gets photographed and posted there. The thread features interesting examples, among them racing bikes with quick-release wheels, their front wheel cable locked to a fence and the rest of the bike missing. Bikes with the seat post locked to a waist height bollard, the bike could simply be lifted off, or other cases where, on closer inspection, the lock is, well, not locked to anything. And finally, I also spotted a picture of a bike lent on the wall outside a cafe. No lock in sight, but a 40 kilo Doberman with his lead wrapped around the seat tube. That one would probably work fine. Ben Smith from Hiplock touched on it. The next thing you need to do once you have a good lock is to make sure you're locking your bike properly. The second consideration is to check what you're locking your bike to, even when doing it in a parking space or at home. That's something Londoner William Dunk learned a few years ago. I'm at Hex on Drysdale Street, just off Commercial Road. Um, it's a high-end bike shop and cafe with Will from Beryl, my friend Will Dunk. Racing cyclist, transcontinental finisher and all round great human um, to talk about his stolen bike. So, Will, first things first then, um, what happened to your bike?
2: So, I locked it up in a secure car park that turned out to be not so secure. I used the best lock in the game, the kryptonite, forget about it, the really big heavy one that doesn't even attach to your frame. You just have to put it in your rucksack. But basically, what happened was they dismantled the... I locked it to which was one of those sandwich racks they're called. So you stack them vertically all in a line but they're very flimsy aluminium and you can take them apart with a hex key set pretty quickly. So that's what happened.
0: Are those the kind that you see at train stations?
2: You do see them at train stations. That's interesting that's obviously a a
0: big flaw in their design and I suppose the secure car park gave a, a quiet space for the thieves. Once you realised your bike had been stolen, how did you feel and what did you do from there?
2: So, the first thing to do is phone the police, I guess, and register it as stolen. I had um, actually got it registered with one of those stickers, so it was on the system, so you just have to flag it. Uh, And then it was basically searching eBay and Gumtree on and off for the next few weeks, just trying to see if it popped up. And then buying a new bike, unfortunately. Because very quickly you realise, if you don't find it within the first few days somewhere, it's very unlikely that you're going to see it again. Also, I thought.
0: And just so we've got all the information here, so were you able to buy a new bike on insurance or you didn't have insurance?
2: I didn't have insurance at that stage. It was a fairly cheap um, beta bike. So it wasn't a massive loss, but it still stung.
0: I think it's impossible not to have a bike stolen and have some kind of sentimental attachment to it. From the thread on the gear Forum, and our conversations with Hiplock and William Dunk, and even from the stickers found on many neighbourhood bike racks, we can conclude that 1. If leaving your bike for any length of time, it is necessary to lock both wheels and the frame to something that is not going to move. If you only carry one lock, lock according to value. Frame first, then back wheel and finally front wheel. 2. Any more desirable parks on your bike, other than the wheels or frame, are best to secure anyway if you are locking for quite a while. You don't want to have to ride home with no saddle. 3. Locks with hardened steel and good ratings are the best. If it's big and heavy and you lock your bike every day, why not leave the lock around the bike rack outside your work once in a while? It will save you carrying it back and forth every single day. 4. Casey Neistat's social experiment showed that there might not be much difference between locking your bike in a busy area versus a quiet one. Always check the environment and use your instinct. Five, in those moments when you're thinking, maybe I don't need a lock, you probably do. When leaning your bike outside a shop, cafe, or your friend's house, where it's just about visible, you should at least use some sort of deterrent lock to hold up thieves. But if despite this, your bike does still get stolen, it might not be the end of the story.
2: So I think I got on with my life for about two years. And then one day I was walking down Great Eastern Street outside one of the uh, fast food kebab shops. There was my bike locked up. Very few minor changes to how I remember it last. Maybe it had a reflective jacket wrapped around the seat post and some different pedals on it. But everything else was the same, if a bit more beaten up and bit trashed but it was definitely my bike it had the stickers it had all of the little parts that i put on that the new owner probably didn't even realize were on there so at that point i put on my trusty i was on another bike so i quickly grabbed my lock and locked the bike again with my lock to what it was already locked to
0: that must have been quite a tense feeling or quite exciting or you know nervous feeling i suppose how did you feel when you saw your bike in the street
2: it took me a, f- a couple of minutes to just re- t- to really feel comfortable it was my bike so from i spotted it from far away and then as i got closer i was more and more sure that it definitely was and as soon as you're up close to it you can see the stickers you can see evidence of your bits that you put on there, and yeah, I was definitely 100% at that point, so I put my lock on.
0: So, you put your lock on the bike, you called the police, and you continued on with your day, so what happened next, and what did the police, uh, what help did the police offer you there?
2: We didn't leave the scene, because the police said that they would come over immediately, so... I was a little bit apprehensive that the new owner would be a bit pissed off with someone else putting their lock on it, which is understandable. (laughs) So I crossed the road to the other side and hid behind a parked car and uh, wait wait until the police showed up. And once they did, went over, showed them evidence of photos on my phone that I had of the bike. It was at that point that the owner appeared from the kebab shop and obviously was a bit confused started to get a little bit angry but at that point you got the police there it was the middle of the day so nothing's really going to happen so it was just a case of the police explaining the situation which was that he had purchased a stolen bike and he it was tough luck uh, and the bike was going to be returned to me and it turned out actually that the guy even had a receipt for the bike it had been purchased from brick lane market and they'd gone to the effort of providing a receipt for stolen goods but it's so easy to cloud the um history of the bike because you just move it on from person to person and person to person and then it gradually feels less like you're selling stolen goods but i think any if you're buying something from brick lane market It's probably stolen. Yeah, it certainly
0: has that reputation, unfortunately, doesn't it? You risk something like what happened to him happening to you, I suppose, which no one really wants. Um, So, fantastic, Will, you've got your bike back. The police have dealt with the difficult, or the ill, the at least upset, new owner. So, what can you suggest people do, from your experience, to keep their bike safe? And is there anything you've learned from that that you'd use in future?
2: So don't assume that a secure car park is a safe place to keep your bike. If multiple people can access an area, then you have to trust 100% all of the people that can access that area. Um, Just because you're using a a really good lock doesn't mean that the thing you're locking to isn't going to live up to your lock strength. So double-check that and also take a lot of pictures of your bike which is actually quite a fun thing to do um just make sure you have a lot of documentation that it definitely is your bike um and failing that it's also recommended that you do register your bike with the police it never actually came to that the police were satisfied with my photos so they didn't actually run up the check uh but i think had it been a little bit more of a cloudy area had the had it been stripped of components and stickers cleaned off properly then yeah then then it could have been harder to to prove
0: so how do you go about registering a bike then please will
2: i think the website is bikeregister.com but the police will often do little events in your local uh borough So look out for that or go to the website, there's a few different levels, you can just go for a sticker and your bike added to their database, or you can get it secretly coated with a UV ink, uh, or yeah, there's just various levels of protection, each cost a little bit more. The cheapest is to just plaster it with bike register stickers and get it registered though, because the very fact that it has that sticker is, is off putting to anyone potentially looking to to move it on.
0: Do you have any advice for our listeners about locking their bikes and helping to avoid the risk of potential theft please?
2: Unfortunately the reality of living in a city like London is the only way to to really keep your bike safe is to have somewhere secure indoors at home or at your at your work office to keep your bike if it's out on the street especially As the value of the bike goes up, it's very likely to get stolen. You have to be comfortable with the bike that you're leaving locked up outside on the street every day whilst you do jump into Tesco's or... It it is a fact of living in the city that probably is going to get stolen at some point. Little tips are make sure that your wheels are secured with anti-theft bolts or failing that just not quick-release. Uh, I like to keep my bike dirty, which is actually quite a good, easy thing to do. A
0: sparkling, shining bike is much more attractive to thieves than a dirty bike or a bike with your own stickers with whatever, you know, whatever brands or funny little slogans or whatever. Uh, You know, that's a, a way to make your bike a bit less appealing to thieves, I suppose.
2: Yeah. Keeping your bike, the one that you use every day out on the streets, dirty is the easiest way of preventing a theft, I think.
0: Cycling in the city should be fun and free, without any fear of your bike being stolen. Unfortunately, if that ever happens, you should try to learn from your mistakes and figure out if you could have done something to prevent it and think that there is a chance that you can get your bike back. Between eBay and Gumtree Prowling, you can register yourself on websites like www.stolen-bikes.co.uk Most countries have a similar version, it means that the details of your bike theft are all in one place and awareness can be raised easily by the sharing of a link. Remember, the risk of a stolen bike in your city can be pretty high. But there is also a lot you can do to keep it as safe as possible and ease your worries whilst your trusty bike is left outside waiting for another joyful ride. Happy cycling and see you next time. This was Movement. I was your host Thomas Slater. This episode was recorded in London, UK in October 2018. Music was by Jazar. Find out more about Beryl and our mission to get more people in cities on bikes at beryl.cc and check out our new laser light core campaign at kickstarter.beryl.cc ending this Monday 5th of November.